Hey everybody, welcome to Scrub Nation Podcast. We're so glad that you're back and listening. It is Ryan Sharp, and with me always is Todd Lancaster. Todd, how you been? Oh, I've been pretty good. It's uh, cooled down a little bit this weekend, which is always better than it getting stupid hot, but I'm ready for it to warm back up, that's for sure. See, yeah, see, we're the, we're the opposite. Like, I love the cold weather. Um, I, I don't really like the rain that has been with the cold weather recently. Um, you know, if it was snow, that would be different. But wet and cold just don't go together. Um, but I love cold weather. I hate hot weather. Well, it's not so much that I I don't like the cold weather. Like I love I like the cold weather, but it's just there comes a point when if it's gonna be cold, it needs to stay cold and not do this back and forth thing. And then yeah. obviously like the rain and stuff sucks too. But like if it's gonna be cold, it needs to be cold. If it's gonna warm up, it needs to warm up. And I'm ready That's for fair. it. To warm up so yeah that's fair that's fair that's fair all right well we got a few different things today um and to start everything off we're going to start in the uh in the nba realm um and first we just want to shout out lebron james becoming the highest scorer in nba history um todd what are your thoughts on lebron james and passing up this and gaining this highest score in nba history title now um the, the, the passing with the scoring title and stuff like that, it's just, it's crazy to think about, you know, uh, just looking at, at, there's one of those records, it's like, you would think it'd be hard for anybody to get past, and I know like the NBA era has changed and the whole three-point shooting thing and stuff, and so points are going to rack up faster. Who knows, Steph might reach this point uh, just because he shoots such a high volume of threes, he has an advantage where most of his shots are going to get a plus one point, whatever. But seeing LeBron do this, like I've been back and forth with is LeBron the GOAT? Is LeBron better than Jordan? You know, where this whole, you know, greatest of all time ranking and thing goes. I it's impressive. He's number one scorer. He's top five and everything. I, I think I'm leaning more towards the LeBron being the GOAT thing and and like you said, shout out him, man. Like this is like how many people in all of sports get to say they led their entire sport in scoring all time. And so, and just being able to watch his career play out over, you know, our lives and stuff, uh, you know, it's, this is, this is our guy. Like when we think of the NBA, so it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy to see something like that happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I've always, I've always been like a, I shouldn't say a LeBron hater because I re- like I respect the LeBron's game and I like I love watching LeBron, but like I haven't been one of those like oh my gosh it's LeBron James I have to be his number one fan type guy. Yeah, um, no, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. But that being said, I've never thought of LeBron being the goat um, until I heard um, JJ Redick. Um, I saw a video um, he was doing a podcast and they were talking about Jordan and LeBron being the goat. Um, and he said something. He said, "He said, okay, so LeBron's played more years than Jordan. LeBron's um, LeBron hasn't won as many rings as Jordan." Um, he was like, "But if you want to say somebody about winning the winning the rings and being the most decorated player, being the goat, well, then it's still not Jordan. That would be Wilt Chamberlain, um, you know." And so and then he he keeps going on, and then he talks about. Uh, he said, "But when you look at LeBron's average scoring um, per season, it, it was." or per game, or I don't know. It was something stupid. It was like 30 points per game or 30 points per season is what he averaged, um, you know, per game that season or whatever. Um, 
And he was like, but the more you play, the more you have to score to keep that average up. So it's not like LeBron scoring is dipping off towards the end, but he started really high. So now it's averaging out really well. Like he's maintaining that pace and there hasn't really been a drop off of his scoring. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, I mean, that's a good point. Like this has been the same LeBron from the moment he touched the, the NBA hardwood to now, you know, you know, uh, Jordan took some years off and had a horrible tail end of his career with, with Washington and stuff. And so, you know, Reddick's got a point. Like, LeBron's doing the exact same thing he's been doing. Yeah. And uh, you could tell he's slowed down a little bit, but it's still it's still LeBron James. Like, he's a top, you know, three player in the league right now, top five player in the league right now. And it's, it's just – it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways – Congratulations to LeBron um, on gaining that accolade. Um, you know, it's going to be a joy just to watch him, you know, the last few years of his career. Um, yeah, I know he wants to play with at least one of his kids, if not both in the NBA. Um, so I expect, you know, another four or five years um, of him being in the NBA. Um, but we're getting to the end. And so we have to enjoy it um, while it's still here. Yeah, exactly. Um now we're going to jump into some NFL. Um, and before we get to, to the Super Bowl, um, let's talk about Tom Brady and his retirement. Um, he officially filled out the paperwork. Um, as JJ Watt tweeted, um, I didn't realize there was retirement paperwork, but I'm still not going to fill it out. Um, but Brady filled out the paperwork and turned it in. Um, so it's official. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, you, you know, it goes in the same discussion, you know, like we were just talking about with with LeBron. Brady's an all-time great, and, it's a, you know, it's a guy that we've got to watch, you know, kind of grow up into this player. I don't want – you know, he's a grown man, whatever. But he, he just kind of turned into this guy, you know, in front of our faces and, and just, um, you know, all the quarterbacks of our eras are, are retired now and uh, – Having Brady reach this point where he, it, dude, it was a rough year. It was hard watching Brady, and for a long time, I would have been a guy that just rooted for Brady to suck and and see it actually happen. It kind of hurt a little bit, you yeah. Kind of kind of hurts the heart a little bit to see it happen. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Um, he definitely had a, a I wouldn't say a terrible year, but a, a what we would consider a down year for Tom Brady. Yes. Exactly. Um, but I got to ask you this question, um, you know, and we can discuss it more when we have more time to play because I know this is off the cuff right here. But do you consider Tom Brady the GOAT of the NFL, of quarterbacks? Is he the greatest of all time quarterback to have ever played the game? Oh, for me, this is a layered question. This is <laughs> – I don't know that you can really – greatest – postseason quarterback of all time 100% yes uh, but postseason is just part of the job okay before you before you go on yeah. though, let me before you go on let me ask you this question are you saying he's the greatest postseason quarterback because of his um, because of his rings or just because of his postseason record the rings are part of it and the record is part of it 
But Brady also had a tendency to shine in the postseason. He would step up and he would do the things that he needed to do in the playoffs. He kept his team in a position to win. And what I'm fixing to say, the playoffs is more focused on, you know, you got to have a good defense. You got to have all this. And the Patriots had that, and they had a great coach. And and then and then um, the Buccaneers had all had a great defense and a great coach and and everything. It takes a whole lot, but Brady did things on the big stage that other quarterbacks didn't do. Um, you know, you could put him. Honestly, the only other quarterback that you could say with that is on the same level with Brady in terms of just performing in the postseason really was. Uh, actually, I'm going to take the back. I'm going to say there's two guys, and the second one's probably going to be controversial. But Joe Montana is the first one. When you think of of you know greatest postseason quarterbacks of all time, guys that just went into the playoffs and performed consistently, Joe Montana he did it day in day out. Brady did it day in day out. Uh, you know this last year he. Had a clunker against the Cowboys to, you know, they end it all. But um, and the other guy, I, I personally I think is uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger. He was another one of those guys got the playoffs, did what he's supposed to. He, you know, his teams would win, and Ben had two two Super Bowl wins. You know, but you know, not in the same as as you know Montana's four or Brady's. How many did he finished with seven, six, seven, whatever. Uh, seven, I believe. Yeah, and so, but quarterback is I, I'm saying it's Brady because of he did the same thing those other guys did of just going in and performing and doing what he's supposed to and he still won seven rings you know more than the other two guys I just said combined and so that's 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 my argument I think that there's a there's a difference between the greatest postseason quarterback and the greatest regular season quarterback because you can look at guys like Breeze and Brady that are going to hold these records but um it took took Breeze another year and a half past what Peyton played to beat Peyton's records. Yeah, um, and it's taken Brady four more years to move past Peyton with his records and stuff. And so, I think Peyton is the greatest regular season quarterback. Uh, I think that Brady is the greatest postseason quarterback. And if you had to say a greatest of all time, putting them both together, uh, it's one of those two guys. So, I, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. So I, the reason I asked that question is um, because I saw a thing that really made me think about and challenged my thought of if Tom Brady was the GOAT. Um, and it was talking about um, his, his postseason, his Super Bowl success. Um, and one of the questions was, which Super Bowl was Tom Brady's best Super Bowl? Do you know? Uh, no. Like, I don't know if I can pinpoint one. No. Okay. Tom Brady's best Super Bowl was the one that he lost to the Eagles. Okay. Yes, I said lost. That was his best Super Bowl. He threw for 505 yards. See, I did not know that. That's that's interesting. Okay. He threw for 505 yards in that game. Okay. The one against the Seahawks, if the ball off to Marshawn Lynch on the one-yard line, he doesn't win that Super Bowl. Right. But because Malcolm Butler intercepted that ball, Tom Brady gets the credit because he's the quarterback. He's Tom Brady. Right. He's a he's a he's a Super Bowl winner, right? But it's a but to me it's a team sport. And this is where and this is where it blew my mind and and really opened me up to start thinking about this. It's like how many of his Super Bowls 
were actually because of something else. Some, but he's Tom Brady and he has seven, and so therefore he's the goat. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's an understandable argument. Like I said, it's a combination of both. Did Brady was Brady the best player on the field? Did he put up the best stats, whatever, in those Super Bowls? Probably not, you know, but he did what he was supposed to. He went out there and took care of business. And then his defense stepped up and took care of business. And Adam Vinatieri stepped up and took care of business for two of them. Um, And so I think his first three, I think Vinatieri kicked the game winner in two of them. And then in the third one, he kicked the the game winner in the tuck rule game, which is questionable that he was even there in the Super Bowl because of that. And so, no, I 100%, I understand, like, exactly where you're going with this so yeah so it's just you know it's just something crazy to think about and uh you know when you when you see things put into that perspective um you know because a lot of people like to focus on accolades um and i think that's a big thing for like the lebron and jordan debate is the accolades is the rings um by the end of the year you know jordan has six rings right um you know lebron has three if i remember correctly two um four Okay, yeah, so I was I was yeah. undershooting it. Two with um, Miami, one with Cleveland, and then uh, one with LA. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. He got the the bubble ring. Um, yeah, yeah. I always um, want to forget the bubble ring. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, I I think that that's just an interesting thing is when you put that in perspective and you look at was he the reason they won that game, or is there something else? Now, yes, Tom Brady put them in the lead. Like, the offense put them in the lead. He led the offense, you know. But you're looking at probably the best player on that that field, on the one-yard line, game-winning decision, essentially, and you don't hand it off to Marshawn Lentz. You know, to me, that's like... And that I feel like that's a whole nother discussion, but that's one less ring for Brady. I'll be honest. We all know that that's one less ring for Brady. Yeah, I'll play devil's advocate here, though, okay? And let's say the first Super Bowl against the Giants, David Tyree doesn't make the most improbable catch in NFL history, pinning the ball against his head, which has never been done before and never, ever will be done again. <laughs> Brady has another ring. He wins that one, and that, that's another ring. So, yeah. I mean... It, yeah, it's one of those things you just go back and forth. That's why I was hesitant to just straight up say that Brady was the goat. Yeah, you know, there's there's layers to this argument. It's not like uh, I was fixing to say like basketball, but I mean basketball. It's a little easier to to point to because one guy can do it all. Yeah, and yeah. So football, there's 11 men for each team on either side. There's 53 men on a roster. And 22 guys on a field at a time, and there's there's a lot of factors. One guy can't do everything, so it's yeah, 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 yeah. Well, to our listeners out there, um, before we jump into the the Super Bowl talk, we would love to hear your comments. Love to hear who you think is the goat: LeBron, Jordan, um, Brady, or someone else. Um, and you can tweet us at Scrub Nation Pod. That is at S C R U B N A T I O N P O D. Our, uh, our logo is the Superman logo, but it's SN in there, um, and we got some history with that. But we'd love to hear your takes. Now, let's jump into Super Bowl talk. First off, what do you think the Chiefs have to do in order to win this game? 
Uh, keep Patrick Mahomes upright. That's that's just about it. Um, he's healthy. Reed said he's Andy Reed said that he's a hundred percent. But I'm sure there's still going to be a lot of emphasis put on keeping Mahomes clean. Obviously, that's the number one priority of every offensive line and every team going in week in and week out. But for them to have this chance, because Mahomes is the difference. Anybody else could have been in place, and the Chiefs would not have beat the Bengals. Um, you know, and it, he's he's just the difference maker. He has to be able to stay up, stay healthy. Because if that ankle gets bummed up, it's it's over. It, yeah, it, it's it's over for them. And you know, he he's a magician. He's uh, you know they've emphasized it on TV, and I'm sure everybody's tired of hearing it, but. His ability to just get out of the pocket, to just move around where he's at, and to just turn nothing into something because he himself can buy an extra three po- like three seconds in the pocket or out of it or whatever to be able to just keep his eyes downfield and, and, and find that guy is what has separated Kansas City from the moment he took over as a starter. Um, so, and, and what is it, five years ago that he took over as a starter and he's – yeah, it's, it's he's the, he's the difference, and being able to keep him upright is the difference for the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, and I I would I would add on to that. Um, we I mean we expect the Eagles to come out and probably try to shut Travis Kelsey down as much as possible. Um, you know, outside of him, um, there's not really a big name wide receiver on that team, and I say big name as in. Um, I would say top 15, top 20 wide receiver on that team um, anymore. Um, now, some people would say Travis Kelsey, wide receiver. Now, his position is tight end. He's not a wide receiver. So all you people who say Travis Kelsey, learn positions. Anyways, <laughs> you know, so I, I'm going to say that while, yes, Patrick Mahomes obviously has to stay upright, has to has to be protected um, at all costs. Um, I'm going to say that it's on his wide receivers to basically play the best game they've ever played in their life. Um, because the Eagles defense, I mean, granted, yes, um, Brock Purdy got hurt. Um, then their backup quarterback got hurt, whatever. Um, but showed us against the 49ers that in real business. Um, that being said, they haven't really played anybody that's Patrick Mahomes caliber. Um, and that also being said, they haven't really played somebody who's quite as crafty as coach Andy Reid. Um, I don't think and you're so, find anybody in the league on the level that he is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with that, but I would say that my key player um, that is not Patrick Mahomes um, is going to actually be Travis Kelsey which will probably be the Eagles' main focus. But I think that Travis Kelsey is going to have to beat the double team and essentially almost draw like a third player to help um, if he's consistently beating the double team. Um, Because when you can beat a double team and have to require some extra help in a double team, um, there's somebody open somewhere. Like there's space somewhere in that defense to throw the ball. Um, but I think Travis, I think his main positioning is going to have to be the red zone. 
um, which is where Travis is going to have to be efficient, is going to have to be whatever you want to call it um, in order for the Chiefs to win. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Um, If Travis Kelsey is playing at his best, there's not a single person in the league that can cover him, and it'll be It'll be over before it started for the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, then let's let's flip the side real quick. What do you think the Eagles have to do, or who's the player that the Eagles have to have perform well in order for them to win? All right, so what do the Eagles have to do to win? And that my answer is going to be doing the same thing that they've been doing all season. They are the number one pass defense in terms of the fewest passing yards per game. Uh, I think the number is like 180, 185 that they've given up. Um, per game this season, which is uh, which is a crazy number to think that there's a defense keeping quarterbacks under 200 yards in today's yeah. league. Um, but the player that's going to be the difference is, and it's going to be the opposite of what I was saying for the Chiefs, where they got to keep Patrick Mahomes healthy. It's going to be Hassan Reddick and what the Eagles can do with that pass rush. And I think I think Hassan Reddick, who got Defense Player of the Year votes, um, is going to be the difference for. The, the Eagles to just what he can do to somehow make Patrick Mahomes uncomfortable um, and what he's going to be able to do in terms of when they do run the ball with Pacheco, what he's going to be able to do um, stopping Pacheco himself. Because uh, Pacheco's a hard guy to bring down, but Reddick is a strong man. And and so, it, you know, uh, whatever Hassan Reddick can do to essentially – be on his uh, Micah Parsons vibe for this game because uh, he's going to have to do everything for the Eagles defense. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I. That's a good point. That's actually a really good point. Um, my, my player for the Eagles um, was actually running back Kenneth Gainwell. Um, the man has been pretty exceptional um since um against the giants he ran for 112 yards um and caught one pass for nine yards um but he rushed for 112 yards and the chiefs don't have a very good rushing defense um and then against the 49ers kenneth gainwell rushed for 48 yards more than miles sanders in that game as well um and uh caught the ball twice for 26 yards, um, which was also more than uh, Miles Sanders. Um, So Kenneth Gainwell, who is, I guess what you would say, their backup running back, um, has essentially come into the playoffs and said, no, I'm the starting running back here. (laughs) Um, And but I think that that's what I think that that's what they have to have is um, the Eagles have a good dual threat. Um, but the Chiefs' run defense is has been awful all season, um, and I feel like that's how the Eagles are going to have to attack to win is through the run game. And obviously, they have options in that, and handing the ball off to Kenneth Gainwell or handing the ball off to Miles Sanders or Jalen Hurts doing a QB and running it, you know, twelve yards or you know, handing it on a jet sweep to Devontae Smith. Um, and him running around the edge, you know, whatever that may be. Um, but I think that that's going to have, that, that's how they're going to have to win is they're going to pound the ball. They're going to run the ball. And then lo and behold, they're going to throw a 40 yard TD strike to AJ Brown um, for six points. Um, 
<laughs> I mean, that just in my mind, that's just I'm just picturing it right now. It's like the Eagles' first drive. It's like five rush plays and two pass plays, ending in a 35, 40 yard touchdown catch by AJ Brown for the game to be tied seven seven after they make the extra point um, in the first quarter. But uh, game script, you know, you heard it here first. Uh, but. I think that the ground game, the run game, is going to be what the Eagles have to do in order to win. Yeah. Um, anytime that a team can bring out a balanced attack, uh, it's definitely going to be a benefit. And I, I think the Eagles' offense is in a position to have a balanced attack, whether it's Gainwell or Miles Sanders or the always just shows up at random times, Boston Scott. And so... <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, definitely. I, I would agree with that. Um, I would say if I picked an offensive player, that my guy that I think is going to have a, a big game is going to be Devontae Smith because everybody focuses on A.J. Brown. And and I, I, I think this could be a Devontae Smith uh, breakout type game here too. Page two. I'm watching. Um it's uh yeah, that could uh, that could be good for him in terms of contracts. Um, oh, yeah. getting you know, securing the bag. But uh so let's let's make some predictions. Um I wanna hear some some predictions. Um Jalen Hurts um right now is let me pull this up real quick. Hang on. Is projected two hundred and thirty eight and a half passing yards. Okay. Do you think he goes over or under that? Two thirty-eight and a half. Yeah. Um. Now, dis- disclaimer before you give your answer. Disclaimer: We are not. If you listen to this and you're sports betting, we are not sports betting enthusiasts. We are. We are none of that. Um, this is simply: How do you think these players are going to perform in this game? That's simply what we're doing, going based off of what the line number is. All right. Now that that disclaimer is out there, nobody can get mad at us. <laughs> uh, two thirty-eight and a half. I think he's gonna go over it. Um, I, this season, Jalen Hurts was second in total QBR, uh, first in TD to interception ratio. Um, I know that has nothing to do with yards, but it means that um, Hurts has been. Uh, consistent and he's been uh, very efficient with the ball I I could see this I could see this being a, a lot of um, throwing for, for the Eagles I think he's I think he could go over the 238 and a half because it could be I have a feeling this game's going to be a shootout it's going to be yeah. a shoot yeah all right well then let's go rushing yards for Jalen Hurts 46 and a half what do you think I think he's gonna stay under. I I, I think. <clears throat> I I uh, yeah. I think I'm gonna say I'm gonna say under. Um, the uh, the Chiefs have done a uh, a solid job this year on slowing down running quarterbacks. Um, the defense coordinator's mind just uh, Steve Spagnolo um, has done a good job of mixing schemes. Uh, and stuff, and, and just slowing down running quarterbacks. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say under. I'm gonna say the under on that one. Okay. Yeah, I I I, I agree with that. Um, you saying that it's gonna be a, a shootout. 
um, a lot of passes. I would say that if they're having to try to keep up with the Chiefs, um, which could be very highly possible, um, as we know that Patrick Mahomes is um, not shy of throwing the ball 50 plus 50 plus times a game, um, that Jalen Hurts could really not run the ball a whole lot. Um, this this could be a pass heavy game, so I like that. Um, Patrick Mahomes though, he is at. 285 and a half passing yards. Um, That's a lot of yards. It is a lot of yards, especially looking at the the Eagles pass defense. Um, Gosh, that's tough because Mahomes led the league with like 50, 200 yards or something this year. Oh, and the Eagles had the number one pass defense in terms of yards. What was the number? Two two eighty five. Yep, two eighty five and a half. I guess my better judgment here. I must. I'm gonna say under. I'm gonna say under. Interesting. Interesting. I'm a. I, I I say the over, and the reason I say the over is essentially what your over reason was for Jalen Hurts is it being a shootout. Yeah. Um, but should there be a point where the Chiefs get down by a couple touchdowns, they're not going to hand the ball off. I mean, it's just they might hand the ball off once a drive. Um, Mahomes is the ball is going to be in Mahomes' hand. Like you put the ball in your best player's hands, and that is Patrick Mahomes. Um, so I. Honestly, I could see him easily breaking this. And I say easily by – I mean, I could see him hitting 350 passing yards this game. You know what? Completely erase everything I just said. I'm, I'm going to say the over. I'm going to say it because as much as I want to think that that Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid are going to mix things up and it's not just going to be Mahomes just slinging the rock around, it's going to happen. So I'm, I'm going to switch it up and say the over. <laughs> i say the over. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll go. We'll go one more. We'll go one more player. Um, AJ Brown. Actually, we'll go to Brown. His receiving line is sixty-nine and a half yards. Do you think AJ Brown has a big game? Uh, I think he goes over the sixty-nine and a half. Do I think he has a big game? No. I think the Chiefs' defense is going to be focused. I'm like I would say probably between 70, 75 yards. So I would say he'll go over the sixty-nine and a half. Um, like I said, I kind of figured Devontae Smith would be the guy that would be going off. And so I think Devontae Smith is going to have the big game. But uh, he's going to be catching most of the yards and stuff. So I'm going to say over, but not not necessarily big game over. Yeah. Yeah. that's uh, I, I, I agree with that. Um, the only thing I would say is that should he have a big game, it's going to be because of his yards after the catch. Yes. I don't think it's going to be air yards reeling it in. Um, now, that being said, I did say that he's going to have like a 35, 40-yard you know, touchdown catch. Um, but um, I don't think it's necessarily going to be air yards. I think it's going to be him running a 7-10 yard slant, catching the ball and running for another 15-20. Um, being those quick tight passes um, where he just – runs through the defense for some more yards. Yeah, he, um, he excels at, you know, out routes to the sideline and turning that, you know, six, seven yards into 15, 20 yards. And so, yeah, I'd agree with that. 
Yeah. All right. The last one is Travis Kelsey, um, 77 and a half receiving yards. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say just for the fact that, oh, I don't know. Oh my gosh. Um, is Kadarius Tony healthy? You know, um, let me see. He is not on this board. So I don't believe so. Let me go check the. Let me go check the uh, the ESPN and all of that real quick. Okay, this says the Chiefs have listed no injuries. Okay, mm. so that being said, I'm gonna take the under for Kelsey because I have a feeling that. Like you said earlier, Kelsey's going to be double teamed. And so that's going to leave somebody open. And I don't trust it being Juju Smith-Schuster. I think Darius Tony will be the guy. So I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say the under for Travis Kelsey. The reason the reason I want to disagree with you is because of um, because of like I said, if the Chiefs are to have a shot at winning. I think that Travis Kelsey has to beat his double team um, and has to um, have, I shouldn't say a large game, um, but, a, but a decent size game. You know, I'm talking probably 80, 90 yards receiving, um, probably catch a touchdown pass, um, but maybe not. Maybe his impact is in drawing that double team, drawing that, triple that triple team if he has to um but i think in order to draw the triple team he's gonna have to hit the mark of 75 yards at least um you know to have that impact on the game um man it's hard to take the under against him though yeah that's that is difficult so i'm gonna go over um just so we have two different of opinions. Um, I mean, obviously we have two different opinions on how we back that up in our reasoning, um, but I'm going to take the over. So, um, yeah. What else you got for the Super Bowl? I know that you said you had a, a score um, that you wanted to predict, a score prediction. So I'm, I'm interested to hear that. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to predict a, an Eagles victory here with a shootout. Uh, I'm gonna say Eagles win 38 to 35. Uh, I know that's super high scoring uh, and everything, but uh, that's that's my call on it. <clears throat> Last year I nailed the point differential. Uh, you know, went out on Facebook and said the uh, um, that the Rams were gonna were gonna win. Uh, you know, by uh, whatever. Well, what was it three or whatever? I don't remember. But, yeah, I want to say it was something like that. Yeah, I, I just straight up just like Rams by three or something. But uh, I think it's going to be Eagles by three, but I'm going to throw an actual score on it this time. I'm feeling spicy this year. <laughs> to eat some jalapenos for dinner? No. Um, but, man, I don't know, though. I don't necessarily disagree with you saying that it's going to be a high score, though. Um, honestly, it just – 
it depends on how well the Eagles defend the Chiefs' passing game. Because um, like you like you've been mentioning, they're the number one defense for against quarterbacks against passing teams, um, allowing 100. What'd you say? 185 yards per game passing. Um, yeah, something like that's, that. That's that's crazy. Um, but then again, like like I said, they haven't played a Patrick Mahomes caliber quarterback. I mean, obviously they're not going to find one, but they haven't played a Patrick Mahomes caliber quarterback all year. Now they're playing. Essentially, the best quarterback in the NFL right now, probably not even arguably the best quarterback. He probably just is the best quarterback in the league right now. Um, wouldn't be surprised by the end of the by the end of his career if we're not arguing if Mahomes or Brady is the goat. Um, and I know that sounds crazy, but I mean we got to be honest with ourselves. Like Mahomes it, it, is that good? Yeah, it's not crazy. He had I, I'm looking at the stats right now five thousand. 250 passing yards this year. Jeez. And his receivers were Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Kadarius Toney, what, uh, Miko Hardman, and like... And Marquez uh, Valdez-Scantling. Oh, yeah. I forgot about MVS. And those guys missed games with injuries and all kinds of stuff. And he still had 5,200 yards. Yeah. Like... That's crazy. And obviously he had Travis Kelsey, which is like the greatest like benefit to have in the league right now. But that's ridiculous. Like that's yeah. that's crazy that he got 5,250 yards with that receiving core. Yeah. Not okay. even a not even a top twenty receiver. Maybe not even a top twenty five receiver. Yeah, yeah. You that's... can definitely one hundred percent make that argument for yeah. sure. So I'm I'm gonna give you this score prediction, okay? And I'm gonna say, let me do some math real quick. Okay, I'm gonna go Eagles 34. Chiefs 38. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, so our scores are close. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that Patrick Mahomes is gonna throw for five touchdowns. Oh, he he can do it. He he can do that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I think though if the if the Chiefs have a shot, he's gonna have to throw for like at least three or four. So why not just say he throws for all five? They don't even have a rushing touchdown. He just throws for all five. <laughs> I don't know. I, I see. I see Pacheco ripping off a, a twenty yarder or something in there and scoring. But, <laughs> but all that being said, what else you got to add to the Super Bowl? Um, Nothing too much, other than shout out the state of Texas. Both quarterbacks are Texas high school football products. Yes, so they are. that's uh, yeah, that's yeah. Shout out Texas. Yes. And this is the first time in NFL history that two black quarterbacks have matched up, which I thought that was really cool that that they're both black and they're both in Texas. So I thought that was hey, a correlation. That is, that is dope. That That's a good remembering. I, I remember seeing that. And I remember like, man, that's really dope. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because that is cool, which is actually funny. Um, I'm trying to think that Mahomes actually – played in the in White House Texas which was like 
10 minutes from where I went to high school for a couple of years. Um, so it's like, I saw my homes in high school, but didn't realize who my homes was. <laughs> it's, so. it's crazy seeing those kind of things. Like I remember growing up watching my hometown play Earl Thomas and stuff. And it's like, Oh, Earl Thomas won a Super Bowl. Like was an important part of the Legion of Boom. Like that was, was really cool, you know? But, yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool, you know, looking at that stuff. So, Kids, remember, you can do whatever you want to. <laughs> That's right. Whatever you put your mind to. But, all right. Well, if you don't have anything to add, um, you have anything just off-cuff random that you want to add real quick? Um, No, but I just saw something else I'll, I'll throw in about the Super Bowl. Because um, we didn't really give the Chiefs defense much love here, but... Uh, Watch what uh, Chiefs uh, defense lineman uh, Chris Jones does. He's got like yes, 17 or 18 sacks on the season if you include the playoffs. Um, so, um, man, watch watch what he can do. He's probably going to have Hurts running around in the backfield a lot because um, he just, man, he can, he can wreck shop. Uh, you know, that's saying Jason Kelsey doesn't just manhandle him by himself, but... Um, Oh, that, that's another one of the cool shout-out things. Like, this is the first time that two brothers have played each other in the Super Bowl. True. Man, we're forgetting all these things. Yes, the the, the Kelsey Bowl. Yeah. That, that's what they're calling it, the Kelsey Bowl. Um, they, somebody asked Travis today, like, during the interviews, whatever. It was like, you know, how does this uh, affect your podcast or your brother or whatever? And he's like, well, it's going to be real awkward for one of us. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This yeah, Super Bowl no. is—it's it, fun. This one is fun. This is yes. probably the most excited I've been to watch a Super Bowl personally since um, since Peyton retired. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be a really good Super Bowl. I mean, I was excited for last year's uh, mainly to watch Matthew Stafford, who we know has been a great quarterback his whole career, finally get the chance to compete for a Super Bowl, um, but to also watch Joe Burrow, who just bursted onto the scene um, and essentially has named himself as one of the best quarterbacks in the league right behind Patrick Mahomes. Um, which, if you didn't hear our quarterback rankings, you can go back to the podcast episode from last week where we ranked 32 quarterbacks in the league to see who our number two, number three, number four, number five were. If you missed that episode, go check it out. But, you know, that to me that was exciting. But I think... It pains me as a Cowboys fan to see the Eagles in the Super Bowl, but as a Oklahoma fan, it excites me to see Jalen Hurts in the Super Bowl um, and have the chance to win a Super Bowl. Um, I mean, always it's just fun to watch Patrick Mahomes play. So, um, like you said, man, this is going to be an exciting Super Bowl. It's going to be a fun Super Bowl to watch. Um, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. So. This is is going to be a good one. So tomorrow is going to be great. Yes. Yes. Well, we appreciate you all spending your time listening to Scrub Nation Podcast. Again, you can find us on Twitter at Scrub Nation Pod. That is S-C-R-U-B-N-A-T-P-O-D. Shoot us a DM if you want to. uh, Comment on any of our tweets. Um, Give us your opinions. We love to have conversations 
Um, at some point, possibly, we'd love to have some fans on the podcast just to discuss things. Um, we love you guys. Thanks so, thanks so much for listening. Adios. Adios. Adios.